Looking to stand out from the pack at your first job? When you earn a master's in management from Georgetown, you'll gain the skills employers value most, elevating your career prospects for years to come. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com slash MIM. It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hi, Fred. Well, we're back with another podcast this week, and uh, this is our second one. In the first, if people missed it, we really encourage them to go back and take a listen to episode 55, and that's where we had Larry Burns, the co-author of the new HarperCollins book, Autonomy, the quest to build the driverless car and how it will reshape our world. Terrific book, right, Alan? You've had a chance to yes, go through it pretty well. Yes, it really is a, a very good book, and we had a, we had a nice interview and discussion with, with Larry about it and, and encourage people to, to listen to it and, and pick up the book. Uh, there are there are at least a number of sections in that book that are you know totally eye opening as to you know what what is the reality of trying to uh, actually um, move this uh, technology along and um, and uh, even though we want to make this thing driverless. Uh, maybe we don't need to have, won't have people, uh, providing the mobility, but there will be people that will have, uh, come together to create that mobility and, and the dynamics of the people and the personalities and the entities, um, to, uh, really have to come together to make something happen and, and make it, uh, work well is, uh, it's really a very interesting reading. So, um, <clears throat> I encourage it. I've assigned it to my class. They better be reading it, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, we'll deal with it from there. Well, he's got a really interesting background, too, and, and still, uh, since 2011, he's been advi- advising Google and, and Waymo. Yes, and I think that there's, there's of course, been little come out as to really what's happened inside there. Why should it? I mean, they're doing it on their own nickel, and um, uh, God bless them. Uh, so they really have, um, have uh, no uh, real responsibility to to make that uh, open out to the public. But um, uh, but Larry uh, presents things, and it's not just telling stories out of school and and uh, and and that sort of thing. But it's interesting dynamic. Uh, uh, I certainly enjoyed the the the. Uh, the view inside during uh, during the the negotiations with Ford um, um, uh, at about the same time, I happened to have a discussion with Bill Ford, and and I could see in his eyes sort of the gleam at, at the thought that he was suggesting uh, that uh, it, uh, a coming together of of of, of Google, uh, Waymo, and, and Ford uh, might actually happen, and, and then to to see how. You know, never hearing that it happened and uh, seeing how that fell apart, uh, I can't imagine how how disappointed Bill was about that. Uh, in some sense, what what a shame! Absolutely, and uh, once again, uh, the book is is titled "Autonomy: The Quest to Build the Driverless Car and How It Will Reshape Our World." Uh, again, we thank Larry for having joined us this week. On to some news here, Alan. Uh, first, uh, a piece in Forbes this week titled Self-Driving Cars Will Keep Getting Better Forever. It talks about uh, all those miles that Waymo has driven 
and all of the data collected by Tesla. And it, it raises questions about whether those two companies have have maybe won the market or at least a whole lot of it. Yes, and of course they raise the question, which is uh, very interesting, and everybody would like to uh, would like to understand: is is the the race already over, and the winners are are there? Uh, we are so early in this process; it would be amazing uh, to uh, uh, to think that, that that there's already a winner in the you know in the development of uh, search engines. If, if, if that were true, then AltaVista, we would be using that everywhere. And uh, Lotus123 would be our spreadsheet and who knows what. And we would have the, the Apple Newton would be in our hands. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, things things evolve and things uh, the, and there's leapfrogging that goes on. And, of course, uh, we are still at the very beginning of all this. Uh, but I think the other important point uh, that's made by that and the important perspective to get out of that is is what I think is, is, is really true about this. This will continue to get better and better. Yes, uh, every once in a while as we continue to improve things, we sort of, uh, uh, while taking uh, two steps forward, we might take a step backward. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, usually, uh, you know, the number of steps forward, uh, tends to be greater than the number of steps backwards. Uh, therefore, uh, one does make progress. And, and that's what's so good about this, that, that the, that the intelligence that one, uh, builds in, in these systems, uh, is such that, that really, um, uh, the opportunities to take more steps forward than backward really is fundamental to, to the whole development. And therefore it keeps getting better and better, uh, sort of as, as we've said on this and as I've written, uh, you know, once this works, this works. And, and once it works, uh, my goodness, um, uh, it's really gangbusters. So, uh, so there, I, I, you know, this is just another, another approach and another saying of this, but I, I think that's kind of fundamental to this, uh, evolution revolution that, that we're beginning on here. Obviously, uh, there is competition and, uh, in fact, quite a bit. Wired is writing about the Aurora Innovation Company, referred to here as a, as a super group with a few veterans at the core, Chris Ermson, uh, Drew Bagnell, and Sterling Anderson. And it sounds like they've got some interesting plans. What do we know? Yes, well, it's nice to see uh, something coming out from them. Uh, you know, they've been pretty much uh, um, uh, hunkered down and, and doing work. Uh, maybe they're they're going out trying to get another round of financing, and that's why we're hearing about it. Uh, again, you know, this is a this is a funded operation. Uh, they have good people there. I think their approach with respect to, uh, you know, the, 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 the one, you know, fundamental statement that they have in there is that uh, basically they're, they're making sure things work in simulation before they go out and, uh, and try to do it, uh, with Mother Nature. And so, uh, you know, that is fundamentally a, 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 a very, very, uh, valuable uh, un uh, concept underpinning uh, that they're putting to this, which which of course um, everybody has to agree with. It is the way to approach this. 
and um, and the fact that uh, our opportunities to do uh, to do simulation are really, really improving. Um, uh, again, uh, uh, one can't simulate what one doesn't know. So, uh, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And those things we have to find out going out there uh, really uh, uh, and interacting uh, in the real world or, as I like to say, with Mother Nature, uh, because, you know, she throws all kinds of curveballs and, and knuckleballs at us and they're tough to hit. Uh, but um, uh, but certainly of the things that we know, certainly those things should be tested first in simulation and make sure that, yeah, hey, we can do this, we can do that, we can check off 20,000 boxes or 50,000 boxes. Yes, we can do that. We can do that in that environment. We can do this in this environment, sure. Uh, but the rest of it, eventually, once we've at least checked those off, go out there and actually do it, uh, you know, uh, in reality. And, and I think their approach is, is solid and, and glad to see that they're uh, coming out and putting uh, putting out some news on it and letting us know how they're progressing. We've got some interesting partners, too, right? Uh, Volkswagen, Hyundai and, and uh, the Chinese startup, Byton. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, they have they they have, um, you know, basically a team that uh, that can leapfrog. Well, in the latest newsletter, Smart Driving Car newsletter, uh, you highlight a story from Business Insider titled Amazon just revealed an update to its plan to promise massive profits to anyone who wants to start a delivery company. So I think I'm going to hang up now and get busy. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, they're out there. They're saying they're going. They're they put an order or have an option to buy uh, twenty thousand uh, Sprint uh, vehicles for Mercedes. I mean, Mercedes must be really happy about that. Whether or not they're going to equip them with drones uh, to do the final fifty feet, who knows? Whatever. That's another piece. Uh, my uh, my. Uh, concept on that is uh, at what point does uh, Jeff Bezos either, you know, uh, unveil to us all his technology package or he partners with some Waymo or or who knows whom, Chris or somebody else uh, and, and gets their technology package and puts them on top of these sprint vehicles and all of a sudden uh, they're doing driverless uh uh, package delivery to us in the wee hours in the morning, you know, between 1 and 5 a.m. when the streets are basically uh, totally unused. Uh, that's a total unutilized uh, un, un, uh, asset uh, that we have out there. There are no children playing ball in the streets uh, or people walking dogs, or maybe I'm out there walking my dog, but whatever. And um, and all of a sudden, uh, <clears throat> you know, the the whole uh, last mile or last couple mile deliveries uh, from the Robbinsville uh, Amazon distribution center uh, to my house is uh, now uh, essentially there and available at a really uh, low um, cost or expense and um, that I get all my um, my deliveries free. I mean, I'm going to be such a happy camper. Well, it's interesting that, that that Bezos is taking this approach because he's promising uh, big profits to people who are willing to s start these companies and hire up to 100 drivers for fleets of vehicles. Um, if it's going to be that profitable, why wouldn't he just do it himself? Or do you think he's just trying to spread it around to avoid controversy? Well, I, I think... Uh... 
you know, that if he does it himself, he has to go out and hire the people and, and all that. And, and, you know, that there's overhead associated with that and so on. And, and uh, also, I think it's probably, um, uh, he's, he has other things to do. And in fact, um, how much is he going to make, uh, with respect to now, uh, uh, substantially increasing the volume of, of business that he does because these folks are out there, you know, helping him out. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure um, they've done the analysis on that and, um, and they found this as a, as a real win-win um, opportunity. And, um, and, um, and so, um, Hey, in the end, um, I guess, anybody who's doing anything realizes that, that they can't do it all themselves and and um, uh, uh, having partners and having having um, others with you uh, that are all now uh, also winning uh, and therefore supporting you um, that's putting an enormously strong team out there on the field and you win a lot of ball games that way well, there are some other companies making news, too, that we want to talk about, Alan. Uh, Volvo uh, revealing a new robo-taxi in its race to autonomy. And I've seen a picture of this. It looks looks pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But again, you know, the part of the uh, part of the focus on it is almost uh, a little bit too much like the Mercedes focus. It's it seems to still be uh, focused on, you know, individual ownership, although they really they, they talk as if not. Um, uh, but the design seems like it's it's more of a of a personal vehicle as opposed to a mobility vehicle. I mean, it, I, I would have been more more impressed personally if they would have had, um, you know, things that look like smaller sprint vans where it's it's easier to get in and out. It's easier to basically sort of stand getting in and, and find your way to a seat. Uh, something that, that would be very efficient in providing mobility to the individual, but also then very efficient at providing um uh both space and 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 some amount of of privacy or separation uh for shared rides so that in fact we can get to a a shared ride uh, mobility um, offering with these things but of course you know that, that that's that's where I'm coming from and um anyway um uh, I might be alone out there with respect to trying to come from it uh, from that yeah, direction well come at it from that direction. But yes, uh, I think it's very interesting. I think uh, it's largely in the right direction. I'd just like to make a, a few well, modifications. I would hope you're not alone on that. But uh, we should point out, too, that uh, Volvo's uh, chief executive is saying that uh, the partnership that they have with Uber is still alive and well. Uh, they're going to supply up to 24,000 cars to Uber. Yeah, right. And that, that was a deal that was made, um, I guess about a year ago. And it's, it's nice to see that they're still in there. Uh, that may in some sense be a slight response to the, um, Uber, uh, partnering with Toyota. Uh, to what extent, um, uh, you know, there are personal dynamics and so on and, and, and inner corporate dynamics. Uh, going on, um, uh, who knows? Um, I think again, if, um, if Uber, uh, really, uh, wants to, uh, 
and of course they do uh, want to uh, do the driverless. <clears throat> it seems as if um, doing it themselves while they're they're still in that business uh, uh, may not uh, may not be uh, as as fruitful of way to do it. And um, partnering with somebody else uh, keeps them in the game, and uh, they may be hedging their bets. May uh, you know partnering with two people, uh, both Toyota and Volvo. Again, there's an enormous amount at stake here. Uh, there are uh, there's a uh, there are um, ranches on the table that are being bet. And um, uh, this is a high-stakes game. Another company that we should talk about uh, here is Ouster. Or, and it's come up with uh, a LiDAR camera hybrid that uh, could be added to driverless cars. And it's, a, it's an interesting approach. Often you hear talk of which approach is better, LiDAR or cameras. And they're, they're planning a hybrid here. Yes, and and you know they were they were at the last uh, smart driving car summit that we had here in Princeton, and I think it's 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 really interesting because again, uh, what would you like um, every thirtieth um, of a second or something? You certainly let, would like to have an, a, a pixel array uh, that doesn't only have uh, RGB or grayscale; it also has depth. And, and how far the, the, the pixel is and to have that um, inexpensively and to have that at a high refresh rate so that you can then get to not only having, uh, having a grayscale or, or RGB and depth, you also have a velocity, which is the real thing that you want on every pixel. Uh, then anything, the things that get you there, then you should be able to, uh, to better understand, um, uh, and do the cognitive piece of this thing, uh, to understand, um, uh, what you shouldn't be hitting, uh, where you shouldn't be going and where it's okay to go, uh, so that you, um, stay between the white lines and don't crash. So this might be pretty significant. I think so. I mean, I, I I thought it was really interesting what they were putting out there. Fiat Chrysler is confirming a, a $30 million investment for autonomous vehicle testing facilities. Uh, $30 million is $30 million, but in the scheme of things, uh, I guess that's not a whole lot here. It's not a whole lot, but I think what they're doing is really pretty good. And I, I compared it to, uh, to a little bit what BMW is doing with, with 116 million, which I think is uh, half baked. And I put in the half baked section of this. Uh, but I, I think that, 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 uh, that what uh, Fiat Chrysler is doing is really focusing on, on some of the really important pieces. And I, I really like the fact that. As part of their test proceed, uh, testing, there they're really looking at the emergency braking systems. And uh, while we we talk a lot about um, the driverless and autonomous taxis and so on, really the safe driving car piece of this thing, the key piece of that is is the automated emergency braking, and and how how those systems really have to get better, and um, and uh, really uh, end up delivering 
what what I think the public is impo- implying uh, they're they're suggesting they're they're delivering and get um, uh, really um, so upset in some sense when they finally read their their owner's manual and they read the fine print on the automated emergency braking system and and see that my goodness it only works up to uh, who knows what 31 miles an hour or whatever otherwise forget about it or uh, what what do we see uh, you know last week uh, uh, a Nissan rear-ended a, an Apple v- uh, vehicle um, at uh, I don't know <clears throat> five miles an hour, ten miles an hour, fifteen miles an hour, and you ask yourself, my goodness, didn't the Nissan have an automated emergency braking system that should have kept it from rear-ending, you know, anything? Uh, what's going on here? So um, um, anyway, um, uh, that's what I liked about you know, their announcement. needs to be done, and obviously they're going to try to do some here. And th- this is being done in Michigan I, I, too. I, right? I think that's what they're. Yep. Yep. Finally, Jaguar Land Rover's prototype driverless car is designed with what looked like eyes in the front. I don't know if you saw the pictures here to make eye contact with pedestrians. What do you think? I, I, um, I, this is, this is really important. I think that these machines, uh, being out there, uh, we will need to be, to be, uh, to communicate with them. And both, uh, so the human machine interaction piece is really important and, and fundamentally important. And, and to do a proper, uh, communication, uh, and to do it, um, so that it's not a big thing and that the information gets transferred. Not only to the human or us, but us to the machine is really important. Now, whether or not it's done by these eyes or something else or whatever, um, I don't know. And so, you know, I sort of suggest that this is cute. I hope it's more than cute. I don't know if that is. There are some people around who have been worried about this kind of communication between between objects and 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 humans man uh, man woman human and and, and machine interaction um, uh, for uh, for quite some time and and have spent careers uh, looking at at them and you know those are the folks um, uh, that uh, that really um, need to be sort of uh, brought in here and and um, and and uh, and uh, to help in 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 this one, and, you know, Don Norman um, in in in, uh, in uh, San Diego, you know, comes to mind. Uh, exchange emails with him. I I, I want him to come out to the next Smart Driving Car Conference, and I want to do a whole session on, on or workshop on 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 this. Uh, but but. Uh, 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 to go to to the fundamentals, it's really important. Whether and it's nice to to see that uh, what Jaguar and Land Rover are doing. Um, um, and I just ask, is this a, re- a real way to do it, or is there a better way to do it? Doing good communication uh, and natural communication uh, and effective communication between humans and these machines 
is a really important part of all this. Um, as I suggested last week with respect to the Waymo, um, uh, some people not liking Waymo out, out in uh, Arizona because uh, they stop at stop signs and obey speed limits for them to put a sign on the back of their vehicle saying uh, this vehicle obeys all traffic laws and, and rules. Uh, uh, you should too. Um, uh, maybe it's a little bit too blunt and people, um, what do you mean? Uh, of course I do. Uh, but, um, uh, but, uh, the interaction and, and, and letting people know, uh, letting, letting the machine, uh, let the people know what their intentions are or what their, what their desires are. And for the humans, uh, to do the same back to the machine and having a, a simple and effective negotiation. So again, you get win-win solutions out of each of those interactions as opposed to lose-lose. My goodness, let's not have that. Um, is really important. And, but I think there's a, there's a lot of fundamental research that, that uh, can and should be done on this. Uh, glad to see that Jaguar and Land, Land Rover is doing some of this. Uh, hey, if, if, if all it takes is putting eyes out there and, you know, blinking here and, and raising eyebrows and so on, maybe that's the effect. I know nothing about that stuff, so I, I can't weigh in, but, but people, people such as, uh, Don Norman, um, you know, are really folks that, um, that this is their bread. It is butter. interesting because when you think about it, the way we drive, when you approach an intersection and there are pedestrians there, eye contact is the whole story, really. Letting them know, letting them know it's well, okay that the, you were stopped. Right. Or, you know, hand gestures or, you know, facial expressions or movement of the, uh, of the eyebrows or a smile on the face or I, I have no idea. I mean, there, there are folks that have, that basically have spent their lifetime, uh, you know, uh, working on that and, and it'd be great to have them all weigh in and, and, uh, you know, a lot of work at, at, at uh, Virginia Tech on this. Um, you know, get, this is, this is real. This is human factors on the communication aspect between between human and machine, and and um, uh, that's yeah. Again, I think it's really important. Well, on that note, and, and let's let's hope maybe that, that they'll bring uh, one of these to to the next summit. That would be really terrific. <laughs> yeah, hey, come on, yeah. Hey, actually, they should because we're doing that. They should actually, you know, fund it and uh, and be a be um, and pick up one of the uh, the sponsorships. Um, <laughs> whoops, are we doing advertising here, it Fred? What are we like doing? It, we'll move on. <laughs> on that. On that Whatever. note, Alan, uh, <laughs> that'll wrap up this edition. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com and on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. My tech reports are at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for taking the time to listen.